Welcome to Coffee with Source. My name is Emma and I'm your hostess. Happy March 1st. Whenever you're listening to this, it doesn't matter, but it was really in my heart to wish you all a wonderful month of March. Spring is just around the corner and it's got me feeling all sorts of ways. I also wanted to take a few seconds to talk to you guys about a program that I've been working on for over a year. It's been out of the beta testing phase now for over six months, and this quick and efficient Mindset Makeover program has brought healing, transformation, and enlightenment to many women's lives. I've held back from talking about my coaching practice, my hypnotherapy practice on this podcast because I figured this was my passion project. But someone told me recently that by not sharing what it is that I do, the healing and transformation that I facilitate in this world, that I'm doing a disservice. I took that to heart because my only intention is always to serve and to help facilitate expansion and healing. Because today is March 1st, I felt compelled to share with you that enrollment has begun for the six-week Mindset Makeover program. What's unique about this coaching bundle is that it is one-on-one, it is private, and it includes cognitive behavioral therapy, NLP, mindset coaching, energetic alignment, and hypnotherapy. The program is designed to help you identify the root cause of your limiting beliefs, anxiety, patterns and behaviors that are no longer serving you and keeping you feeling stuck, It's designed to help you get very clear on where you are, where you'd like to be, and what is required of you energetically, emotionally, and physically in order to help you reach your goals and set you on your path. It's six weeks, it's short, it's sweet, and it's designed for us to see if we're an energetic match for a more long-term program if that is something that you require or desire. Enrollment has begun. There are four spaces. Every month I open up four spaces because all of the programs are one-on-one. And it's my duty to ensure that I'm available to you to help guide you and facilitate your journey. If you're interested in learning more, please visit Emmanuel Chase com chase is with two s's or email me emma at rapidtransformation.ca there are four spots for march and if you'd like to be on the waiting list for april please go ahead and send me an email not only is this program designed based on my life experience my healing journey my skills qualifications and certifications but it is based on the intention of bringing real change, real healing, and real transformation to anyone who seeks it at an affordable price. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to this episode of Coffee with Source finding our purpose and path of alignment. My special guest, Deborah, is the real deal. She is candid, raw, honest, and open. She's a coach, 
She is a Reiki master. She's all of the things. But more importantly, she is candid. She shares her story of trying to find her path, her purpose, and her alignment. And it resonates so deeply with me because over the last few years, almost everyone that I meet is on this path and journey of really finding out what their life's purpose is. And I think we put a lot of emphasis on getting to that destination without really questioning the fact that maybe we have multiple purposes at different phases of our lives. As we expand, grow and evolve, we step into different paths of purpose at at that point in time. That's just my philosophy, of course, but what I've also noticed is that we (laughs) tend to mislabel midlife crisis with conscious awakening or searching for a path of alignment. My conversation with Deborah really confirmed that notion that we have maybe sensationalized midlife crises as opposed to you know, expanding our consciousness and saying, hey, it's quite ironic that so many people at this point in time in their lives feel such a disconnect and are looking for more. They're looking for more. And oftentimes that is, you know, I did all of the things. I I, I got the job. I went to school and I made the money and I bought the house and I have the kids and I have the car and I have all of the things, but I'm still not feeling so great. I'm not feeling like I've made it. What's that feeling, that feeling of, yeah, I'm here, that inner peace that we all search for. I'm glad that you're here. I'm grateful that you are tuning into this episode. And if you ever want to suggest a show topic, you have any questions or comments, please email me, emma at rapidtransformation.ca. You can find me on Facebook, Coffee with Source, and share your thoughts and insights with me. I'd love to hear it. Welcome to this episode of Coffee with Source. My guest today, Deborah, is an international best-selling author, podcaster, Reiki master, and coach. Welcome to Coffee with Source. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. That was a mouthful. <laughs> so share with our listeners um, a little bit about yourself and your journey. Did you wake up one morning and you're like, I'm going to be a Reiki master and a coach and help people find themselves? No, I woke up several mornings (laughs) and was like, what am I doing with my life? What is happening to my life? Um, (laughs) Right. Uh, So in 2017, I was having like a midlife crisis. I was 48 and a half. So people could do the math to figure out how old I am now. Um, And I was working for a friend running his optometry practice. And on Wednesdays, we had evening hours. So I would be off every Wednesday morning Mm -hmm. and I would lie on my couch and think, what am I doing with my life? My husband and I had owned a retail business that we closed. And by closing the business incurred a lot of debt. Mm -hmm. We had three children that were all on their way out the door. Our oldest was in the middle of buying his first house and leaving. Our second was in Conway at college and our third was in high school. 
And I was just like, what am I doing? Like the babies are leaving. We're never going to get out of this debt with me working for the eye doctor. I know I'm supposed to do something else. I don't know what it is. And I got the idea that if I would just meditate every day, I would be able to figure out what to do. And I had been meditating for five years, but not consistently. So I made a deal with myself that I would meditate every single day for a year and see what happened, what could happen in my life. But I'm a big quitter and I quit everything. So how was I going to get myself to not quit and, and break this promise to myself, right? So I came up with, I only had to do it for one minute a day. If I did it longer, fantastic. But if I didn't, and I only meditated for a minute, that was fantastic too. So why not make a home morning routine out of it, right? And I, I just had to do everything for a minute. So I started off on April 6, 2017 on this journey of, can I really keep a promise to myself? Mm. Can I do this? And I did. And over that year, I started to like fall in love with me, forgive me for lots of things in my life that I was blaming myself for. And I started to seek out people that could like really help me along on this journey Mm. that I didn't even realize I was on a journey. I just wanted to feel better and figure out how to make more money and be happy. I had this great life, this great husband, great kids, but something inside of me for me was missing. And how was I going to find it? I love that. And so this journey of a year, what were you uncovering? Was it at the end of the year, you had this aha moment or was it little nuggets every day? It was little nuggets along the way. I had years prior in 2012, started to meditate and get Reiki. And I knew that whenever I met this gorgeous light of a woman and we would, you know, I would get energy work and we would meditate together. I felt better. And I thought, you know, she wasn't local anymore, but she had a friend that was local that I knew about, but didn't know personally. And I sought her friend out. Mm-hmm. And I, in the, her friend had a studio not far from my house, a meditation studio. And she did energy work and soul coaching. And I went and I started to see her regularly. Mm-hmm. And over the course of seeing her regularly, all these things that I hid about myself for my whole life, well, I couldn't hide them. They were all like, you know, pushing to come out. And I started to let them. I started to get braver and braver. And I started to branch out and like meet people that I would have never gone and done things alone myself. Like my girlfriends weren't into the things that I was wanted to do. So I just didn't do them. And over that year, I started to get more confidence and get braver and braver and be like, mom, what's going to do me? I'm going to go do these things. And I would meet a person and they would say, have you ever done this? Or have you ever been there? Or have you ever tried this? And I would, you know, join different groups, met different people. It became really evident that um, I could coach. And so I practiced and then I went and got certified. Same thing with energy work. And I did all these things over that year that led me into starting a business of my own. Isn't that cool? Yes, it was amazing. 
Yeah. When you ask the question and you're willing to receive the answer and you surrender the way things show up for you, that's when the magic happens. Yes, Mm. absolutely. And it's that detachment, right? That detachment from it has to be this way. Mm. And it was so, which I struggle with, you know, at different points later in the journey, but that early in the journey, I was so almost, I don't want to say distraught, but kind of distraught over like, what am I doing that I was open to anything because I had no idea what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So whatever was going to come in, I was like, all right, tell me. I'm going to follow this breadcrumb and see where it leads. Yeah. Right. I'm really going to listen and pay attention to my intuition, to the signs that my body is giving me. Whereas for years I shut them down. Yeah, because we focus on what we think we're supposed to be doing. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So after the year, what happened? After the year, I started a business. And I can say that I have meditated every single solitary day since that day in April. Um, and some days it's a minute and some days it's a lot more minutes. But it is what it is. What does a minute meditation look like? Breath. Okay breath grounding breath yeah i'm mm-hmm. safe i'm okay i'm loved <laughs> yep. Yep. yeah just connected breath i'm here i'm safe you know and the majority of my days it is way more than a minute but on those days that it's just one that's okay mm. one year is a remarkable amount of time and i know time and space doesn't exist but in this physical reality one year for some people you know it's too say, much on the verge of an existential crisis to starting a business, that's pretty remarkable. So something must have resonated deeply with you. You found your alignment? Totally found my alignment. And I found it quickly um, because the first thing that I sought out after I started to meditate every day was like, um, I heard of the person Mel Robbins. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I, I didn't know who it was. And I really didn't know anything about Tony Robbins, but I knew that name. And I'm like, is that his wife? And I Googled her and it wasn't obviously his wife. And I'm like, she like, kind of like, we both have blonde hair, big glasses. I was going to say, you guys kind of look alike. That's actually what I was going to say to you when you popped on. I was going to say, wow, you look like Mel Robbins. It's funny, right? Like, um, and her message was just resonated with me so much. And she was offering back then, it was the first time she ran a class called the power of you. And I Mm -hmm. took it. And then she was going to be speaking in Long Beach, California. And my sister lived in California at the time. And so I went out and my sister and I went to the convention, the, the, whatever it was, it was called success live. So it was like Mel Robbins, Brendan Burchard, Shalene Johnson, who else was there? Les Brown, all like these big heavy hitters, right? In the, um, in the personal development world. And as soon as we sat down and people got on stage and they were speaking and I was like, I could do that. Like everything in me just lit up. Yeah. You know, it's true. When you know, you know, when you have that alignment. Yes. Yeah. At one point, I'm not sure if you've watched the Tony Robbins special on Netflix. I think it was last year I was watching it. And at one point he goes up to a woman in the crowd and he calls bullshit on the story she keeps telling herself. Um, And, and I was like, that's me. Like I could, I exactly what you said, you know, I could totally do that. Like I could call bullshit on that. 
you're just, you know, you got to switch up the story you're telling yourself, lady. And then the imposter syndrome kicks in. So that was my next question. Did you encounter that at any point on the journey? This imposter syndrome of a year ago, I'm laying on my couch saying, what in the world? And now I'm just like this badass bitch on a mission. Absolutely. I had to say it didn't kick in then it kicked in like later. Um, as I, not with coaching, it kicked in more when I started to do energy work and it kicked in a lot when I published my book, you know, or when my podcast came out and I also run a large Facebook group. And then it started to kick in when I was doing that, like, who am I to do these things? You know, what makes me think I can do these things? And I, I, I have to say, I don't know anybody that it hasn't affect it right who's trying to do something out of their their norm so how do you that with yourself when that thought of who am I to be running this you know huge tribe of 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 empowerment how do you communicate with yourself and talk yourself off the ledge of saying no I'm gonna go into hermit mode and I'm done I the way that I mostly get out of it is and you know if you do energy work you know none of it's us Right. We're none of it's us. It doesn't belong to us. Yeah. No, not at all. So I just keep telling myself, it's not me anyway. I'm just Mm -hmm. a conduit. So I let it flow. Yeah. And so what inspired you to write a book? What was the inspiration behind that? How did that come to be? Because so many people want to become authors. Um, so, you know, my whole life, I wanted to write a book from when I was a little tiny girl reading Beezus and Ramona. And I was like, it's somebody's job. (laughs) Oh, you brought me back. Right. It's somebody's job to do this. Like you can have this as your job, write a book. Um, and I always thought (laughs) when I was younger, right. That I would write children's books and then it just didn't happen. And so I'm in this space and, you know, I have coached a lot of different people. And the main thing that people come to me for is they say, you know, I really wish I knew what I wanted, what I wanted to be when I grew up. Meanwhile, they're all like in their forties, thirties, forties, fifties. Right. And it became a theme. I wish I knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. And I used to say it too. And I'm like, I could really help somebody figure out what their jam is, is their job, their jam. And so I was sitting one day to meditate and I'm like, just whatever you want me to do next, let me know. Just let me know I'm here. Let me know what's next. Right. And I was studying a course in miracles Mm. and I turned the computer on later that day. And there's this ad with Marianne Williamson. And if you study the course in miracles, right, she's like the queen of it. And she's with another woman, Dr. Angela Laria from the author incubator. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, okay. Write a book, do this free workshop. So I took this free workshop, applied to work with um, Angela and got into the program and wrote the book. How cool is that? So cool. And were you divinely inspired as you were writing the book? So I was divinely inspired. uh, I threw a lot of divine tantrums as I wrote the book story of my life. So I child who's like, no, not doing it. Show me more. Tell me more. Yeah. Do it for me. Just let it come through me. Tell it out. Right. So 
you know, I totally thought that I was going to get the three, four o'clock AM wake up like Wayne Dyer and that I would just like go find a spot to sit in my house and the book would flow through me and that would be it. And then I would go back to bed and blah, blah, blah. It did not happen like that. And for the beginning of me writing the book, I was like throwing a major tantrum. Like, why isn't this happening? Well, this is bull. Like, I'm not going to do it. Like, you want me to write it? Then you better let it come through me. Like, like a two-year-old stomping their foot. Right. And so one of the coaches, one of my coaches, as I was writing the book was like, uh, how's that working for you? What are you getting out of acting like that? Like, all right. Yeah. You know what I'm getting to not write. I'm getting to like sleep later, whatever. You're right. Okay. I got, I had to get out of my way. And the, you know, not the amazing part because, well, it is amazing, but when I went back and read what I wrote, there's a lot in there that was divinely poured into me. Of course. We just have yeah. to meet the vibration, yep. right? To allow it to come through us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause when we sit there and we're like, okay, I'm ready for wisdom. Nothing. <laughs> You're just like, yes. but look, I have this brand new pen and I have this brand new paper and I'm sitting quiet and I lit my incense and I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. Crickets. Yep. You just like, but this is what you wanted. Yes. <laughs> and then when you're least expecting it, you have these epiphanies of love and everything just flows. And you're like, but I have to grab a pen. I have to grab a notebook. I have to. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I would constantly be like on my phone, like take a note. And then, you know, go back and transcribe it. I love it. So what is your mission purpose and passion now you've clearly found it but what is it what is it how would you describe it to our listeners who you know are at that moment in their lives where they're throwing their hands up in the air saying what in the world I'm 40 something years old I should be grateful for all the the love and beauty in my life but I don't feel right within me so almost every person that comes to me right for coaching I want to know what my purpose is I want to know what my passion is So I say, I take it right off the table. I take purpose right off the table. There's what, like a one in like 400 trillion chance that you would be born you, right? Mm -hmm. You've never existed in this exact form before. We'll never exist in this exact form Mm -hmm. again. So each person living their most authentic, truest version of themselves, that's your purpose is to be you is to figure out who you are and to be you. Mm-hmm. And so what I find is when people are constantly searching for purpose, they get frozen and they don't take any action, right? So I take it off the table. Yeah, because you're and afraid I, to make the wrong move. Right. And you know, why is it such a bad thing to make a mistake? I don't know. You know, we can't learn if we don't, if we don't make mistakes, if we don't get something 100%. You know, and I really don't look at anything as a failure. Some things don't, I've had disasters happen in my life and I always look at them as, you know, okay, what did I learn afterwards? You know, after I I'm done throwing the fit about it and crying or whatever, um, what did I learn or what funny thing story did I get from it? Or, you know, or how much did I ignore my intuition through the process? Because sometimes we want something to work out so badly. 
Yes. Right. That we keep pushing and pushing and we ignore the little voice inside our head and that tugging in our tummy. And we're like, no, I'm just pushing through the resistance and we're not listening. Yeah. Which is exactly how my husband and I got in all the debt because we bought a business that I clearly knew we shouldn't have bought. Exactly. You're able to look at that in hindsight. In hindsight, right. And, and, you know, pull all the lessons out of it and all the gifts that were there, even though it sucked um, the entire time we had it and then, you know, paying it off afterwards. Um, So I just tell people, you have to get really real with yourself and everybody. So I'm going to use the word precious Mm. about themselves. Um, You have to get real. Like, these are things that I'm good at. These are things that I'm better at. These are things that I'm best at. And where can I bring them into my life? Are they anywhere in what I'm doing now? Mm. Would I enjoy having them as my job? Yeah. Or would I enjoy just having them as a hobby? Because it's okay. It's okay to not have like- your purpose to be a hostess of a book club, but you help inspire and, you know, initiate change and curiosity within people. And that's the thing. Our purpose is different, but we- live in such a society of judgment and comparison. Yes. And so we look at everyone around us and we think how wonderful and great they are and they have it all figured out and they're so put together. What could I offer? How, how grand is my purpose? And that's why surrendering the need to control Mm -hmm. the actual outcome is so important because maybe your purpose is exactly that you're going to initiate a breakfast club for kids in your community because you love to cook and feeding kids is important to you. And it's not your job, but it is a passion project. And through that, you ignite change in the world. Yeah, that ripple effect. And everybody gets so caught up in, like you're saying, like, it doesn't have to be your job. It doesn't have to be a money-making thing. No, you just have to find something that lights you up. Mm-hmm. and go do it and it sustains you for when you're doing all the other things that you have to do in life that don't light you up a hundred percent and it's leaning into that curiosity mm-hmm. and you know debunking the fact that it's like having kids right I'm waiting for the perfect time to have kids there's no such thing as the perfect time oh. to have kids no. no such thing as the perfect timing for anything because time doesn't really exist number one number two you're never going to be really ready for it Mm-mm. And it's never going to be the perfect ecosystem all around you of all of those pieces lining up. No, nope. right? No, not you're 100% so right. Following your intuition and going for it because what is that saying? Success happens at the end of your comfort zone? Yes. Absolutely. So, it does. Yeah. And you have to be willing to let yourself be uncomfortable and to accept facts about yourself. Mm. You know, when you, if people have not um, spent time in silence, it's really confronting, right? Mm -hmm. When all these things start to come up that first year, when I started on the journey, all these things kept coming up, things that I thought that I dealt with in the years that I had been in therapy, things that I thought that I put to rest or were completely over just kept coming up. And we're like, I have to deal with these again. Like I have to, you know, address what is coming up in me. These, you know, these limiting beliefs or these past traumas that I thought I took care of that I, that I didn't even 
that I didn't even like fully talk about in therapy or whatever. And so it's not all, you know, unicorns and roses and it's not all lush and shit. Yeah. Yep. I love that. The excavation part. Yes. Excavation. That's what what it is. is. Yeah. And when you're able to face yourself and throw the tantrums and then forget forgive yourself for having thrown the tantrums and revisit that aspect from the point of view of being a gentle observer. Yes. That's what I teach and coach. It's like, okay, how about you don't just be so into it and that you're able to look at yourself from a broader perspective, Mm -hmm. become the gentle observer of your life. Are you showing up in your relationships at work in every aspect of your life as the version of you Mm-hmm. that you really want to be once you can detach yourself you're not so into it you're able to see exactly what's working what's not yep. and what part of the the pie that you're responsible for because that's the hard part forgiving and loving ourselves as we are is one part but also forgiving the fact that we've been ignoring the intuition yes and showing up as a less than version of ourselves than we know that we are capable of yep right? We're just coasting. Yeah. Coasting is comfortable. That feels familiar. You can't get hurt when you're just coasting. You know, you're not extra. You're not too much. You're not too bright. You're not too dim. You're just coasting. Yes. Yeah. I love that. I love that too. <laughs> so really- how do you feel now that you're in alignment? What does your life feel like? It feels fabulous. I mean, look, <laughs> I'm human, right? So things I, you know, get tripped yeah. up over some things, but you know, for the most part, I, you know, and you know this because you're you're in alignment. Like things come into your life that you couldn't even imagine, mm-hmm. right? Or like an opportunity, yeah. you meet somebody, you overhear something, little miracles, miracle little, moments throughout the day, all the time, and that's something, you know, that people think, you know, a miracle is like this big, you know, like Jesus walking on water, right? Right. Right. Jesus walking on water, changing bread into wine, those kinds of things. That's what we think a miracle is. Absolutely. It's just a shift. I consider a miracle being like, I forgot my debit card at home and I was sure there was nothing in my coat pocket. And I reach in as I'm looking, I think it's, there's a $20 bill. Yep. For me, that's a freaking miracle. Absolutely. You know, and I'm like, thank you, thank you, or whatever it is. And that yep. happens all day, every day, if you're willing to look for it. Yes. All day. Mm. And part of it is, as you said earlier, uh, and I think it's so important, especially when we're working in, in energy healing, we talk a, a lot more about it. But even certain things as aches and pains in our bodies, like whenever I have a headache, I'm not a headache getter anymore, right? Now that I know how to be in tune with my body. But when I feel a headache creeping up, just to sit with myself for a minute and ask my body, does this really belong to you? What Mm -hmm. energy have we absorbed? What stress tension has come in? What's in our energetic field? Okay, thank you. I acknowledge you, but please return to sender with consciousness attached. And a headache never develops, but I think it's important for us to do that in our lives as well. Yes. To observe what belief system we've absorbed that's been ingrained in us that's no longer serving us. Absolutely. I always ask clients when they first come to me, what are your values? Mm. And I always get this. 
my values. I don't know. I get the same thing. Yeah. yeah. They're like, what? No one asked me this. And mm-hmm. you need to know what your values are. You can just do like a Google search values and like circle your top 10, you know, because then you know yeah. what, where your boundaries lie and what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Mm-hmm. And release judgment. I was working with yes. last week. And she was feeling very overwhelmed by the values that she'd chosen. I didn't make it easy. It was like, you got to circle 10, then you got to circle five, then you're going to pass. And for her, the values that came up, she was torn because she felt that they were selfish. Mm. And so again, observing it from a broader perspective was one of the values was spirituality. One was freedom and one was love. And she says, well, I feel so selfish because I didn't choose family. And I said, well, let's look at it from a broader perspective. Love encompasses all things. Mm-hmm. So that's such a great value, right? Yes. Spirituality and connection means consciousness and connectedness to everything and everyone around you. That includes family. That includes yes. every human on earth, right? So it's being willing to see things from a non-conventional perspective because we're taught to see things in such a linear way. Yes. And then we can be gentle with ourselves. Yes. Yeah. You know, you know, and acknowledging, right. Stuff's going to come up no matter how much work you do, right. No matter how far (laughs) along in this journey you are, stuff comes up. And I always, (laughs) and I always say like, you know, I am a really resistant person. Like I've had a lot of resistance in my life. Mm -hmm. And so as soon as I go to start something new, I'm like, oh, there's my friend. Hi, get in the back seat. You're yeah. here. I know you're here. I acknowledge you. I'm driving. Yeah, there you get in are. The back. Yeah. yeah. Thank so it. And yeah, yeah you have to. to deny it. You just get stuck and you don't make any progress and you don't do anything. But even asking questions, I find sometimes, and again, I look up at the universe and I'm like, <clears throat> because the answer comes through, you know, when you're like, oh. why do I have that? Like, I know I should be creating content. I should be making videos today. I should be putting my message out there. What's this anxiety? What's this nervousness? What's holding mm-hmm. me back? Mm. And then that little voice with the answer comes up and I'm like, I am having none of this today. Now I am confident in my message. And it's like, are you, are you really feeling it today? Forgive yourself for feeling that. Forgive mm-hmm. the little imposter guy for being like, mm-hmm, who are you? Who do you yep. think you are? you know, and being like, no, thank you. Thanks for trying to protect me. But it would be selfish to keep this to myself for today. So I'm going to record the video and spread the message, right? Mm-hmm. And not get stuck in it. No, oh, we, I mean, I know I spent years stuck. Yeah. Stuck. That's such a good word. Stuck. It is. Yeah. Stuck. Just stuck yeah. doing the same things over and over again. And always like, well, why doesn't anything change? Well, nothing changes if nothing changes. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's a process. And like you said, even though mm-hmm. you're years into a healing journey and you think, and you're sure that this one you've nailed down and you've healed, it will always resurface. Yep. It will always come back and it's how you deal with it. Mm-hmm. It's how you see it. It's how you perceive it that really determines how far along you are on your healing journey. Yes. If you're able to thank it and not feel shame and guilt and blame and get caught up in judgment, then you know you've healed. Absolutely. Mm. 
So what's the most rewarding part about your life right now? Personally or in my business? Personally. Personally, I'm a grandma. And (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And um, just getting to like suck up all the deliciousness of this juicy, delicious baby. And it's just, it's so much fun to see him and spend time with him. Um, I'm just, I'm loving every second that I get to spend with him. Isn't it cool how much you notice when you are not stuck in those looping thoughts of doubt and just stuckness? Yes. Yes. Those just loops of just like, oh my God, what am I here for? Oh my God, the debt, the bills, the oh, and everything yep. is gray and it's heavy. How much beauty. Yes. You know, when you say deliciousness, I think even just the way that I look at my dog, mm-hmm. I don't feel guilty when just at some point throughout the day, I just get on the floor with him and just love bomb him and love attack him and feel no guilt of, I don't have time to be doing this. I should be doing yes. something else. Oh my God, the floor is dirty. Oh my God, oh my God. Oh. Right. That constant, that hypervigilance, which is a trauma response of constantly feeling this need to be doing something, even if the doing is just spinning our wheels and shit, we're never getting anywhere, but we're just like, oh, I gotta go. I can just lay there on the floor with him and just soak up that love, that appreciation for that moment and be present. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what's life-changing. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful that I, I'm at this point in my life and that I've set this business up that I, that it's just a no brainer at this point. Like if I want to spend the entire day with him, I can, or with anyone that I can, you know, and, and never feel bad about it. That's the ultimate freedom is designing your life so that you can have you can serve others because that fills yep. our cup, you know, as light workers yep. we're to serve others in that way. But that in turn, we're able to have that freedom because I feel like that's where we recharge our batteries and get our inspiration. Absolutely. You know, even for me, like a trip to the supermarket, I turn into a field trip and allow myself to be inspired. Like I take that time. If today, the only time that I have a way Mm-hmm. Is this block of hour or two to go to the supermarket? I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to look around. I'm going to connect with people. I'm going to enjoy the abundance and beauty. And that recharges our batteries. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gratitude is a huge part of this process. Absolutely. Gratitude and forgiveness, yeah. right? Forgiveness is a tough one. We'll have to have a whole other <laughs> series on that. <laughs> forgiveness. But you know what? That's another thing. Like it's when you're ready when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes. Right. Because it's not right off the bat on your healing journey that you're oh, like, no. oh, all things because yeah. forgiveness is, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot, but it's mm-hmm. so liberating, but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This has been such an interesting conversation. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Can you share with our listeners where they can learn more about you? Sure. They can go to my website, which is my name, DebraAtella.com. Um, I'm on Instagram at DebraAtella. My podcast is where all the podcasts are and it's Atella like it is. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And um, if you go on my website, um, your listeners can get a free um, PDF download of my book. Is this job mm-hmm. my jam? I love it. Okay. So the link will be in the show notes to all of our listeners. 
um, all of the links for Deborah's social website and go download the free PDF. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening and have a ridiculously beautiful day.